Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm looking at the headline on ABC News. Ukraine takes back more territory from Russia. I've seen that disputed a couple of places as to how real that is. I don't know. ABC says it's real. I hope it's real. Um, and if if Russia is taking back territory, I mean, if, if Ukraine is taking back territory, is that the time that you want to cut a deal? Or do you think, hey, we got them on the run. Let's just keep going. I don't know. That's a tough call for President Zelensky. Yeah. Yeah. And on life and death call. Interesting question. Who knows what uh, Putin has up his sleeve, what he's thinking. Is he regrouping forces in Russia? Is he going to add more resources to the battle or or is he thinking this is uh, this is a bad idea? Let's shut her down as quickly as we can. Howard Stern says Will Smith's slap is a sign of mental illness. We will. Oh, we will get back into the uh oh, I just got the S slapped out of me by Will Smith. Uh, we'll get back into that at some point, if you haven't heard that. And what's the hot new exercise at the gym? Resting. I am getting a gym membership today. That's the hot new trend. I did I did that over the weekend, as a matter of fact. Wow, that headline was like three kinds of bull crap all wrapped up into one. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, speaking of terrible... It's been covered up by other events, obviously. Ukraine, foremost among them. The utter failure, intentional, of the Biden administration at the southern border. The stunning number of illegal aliens rushing across the border. And we'll get to those numbers. But uh, here's the scandal. For years and years and years now, the administration power has put out this annual legal immigration report that contains crucial statistics about this issue that I think we all agree are important. And the Biden administration delayed the report for months. And then it finally came out. And it's like a narrative. It's written in prose. It's it's much less like uh, tables and charts and numbers and much more spinning yarns and trying to convince you of, of how well they're doing. But obviously, groups that are pro-controlling the border and managing immigration have come out and said, not so much. Um, Quoting now, who is this? Doesn't really matter. All all the totals included in the report confirm that the Biden administration has effectively abolished the mission of ICE. These figures are especially alarming considering that more than, and, and that was referring to how few criminal arrests of illegal aliens there have been in last, well, since uh, Biden took uh, office. I mean, homicide-related arrests are down 18%, sexual assault down 22%, assault down 47%, robbery down 28%. They're not going after criminal illegals at all. Getting back to what I was reading, these figures are especially alarming considering that more than 828,000 illegal aliens were allowed to enter the U.S. without being detained in fiscal year 2021. That means approximately 14 times more illegal aliens successfully entered the country than were deported. How does that fly under the radar as a story? And we all know the answer to that. There's no appetite from the media to report on this because it sounds racist. The idea of a country having borders. A million people a year, and and I would suggest, and I have heard this from uh, Border Patrol agents, that these numbers are all an underestimate. 
because they they know the runners they missed, but the runners they never see, the people who sneak in successfully under the cloak of darkness, how are they going to compile that number? We got the biggest number of job openings in American history. We last hour talked about the coming global famine and how much of it has to do with uh, not being able to find farm workers in the United States. Um, so you, you're not going to have the Wall Street Journal crowd screaming about illegal immigration. The media doesn't because they think it's racist to have borders. And uh, so between those two things, it just doesn't get talked about. But it's an interesting way to run a country. And again, I raise my hand up. I, I don't know how many people we should let into our country, but we should have a plan. It shouldn't just be random whoever comes in and however many and from where and with what skills. It shouldn't be random. That's the dumbest policy of all. Maybe we need twice as many as that number Joe just said. Maybe we should have twice that number coming in every year. But at least it would be a plan. How many, from where, with what skills? Yeah, you read my mind. I was going to talk about the dumbness of the uh, debate, the discussion of this, when it even occurs. You know, people will say, well, agriculture has a terrible labor shortage. So, Well, that's an argument for some sort of worker visa program, temporary workers, whatever. How can we as a country, as this incredible country, and I know the answer, uh, how can we fail to craft a policy that puts enough hands and, and, and backs in the fields of American agriculture to bring in the crops, because apparently Americans won't do it, um, because, you know, they don't have to, um, and not let a bunch of rapists and murderers in. It's doable. It's absolutely doable, but there's very little will to actually do it. Both parties are in on the scam. Great for fundraising. Great for cheap labor. Great for legalizing them and, and praying they vote Democrat, for instance, although that strategy could end up being the worst political strategy in American history in about 15 years if the trends uh, keep going in that direction where more and more hardworking, reasonable Hispanic people, hardworking, reasonable black people think the left are nuts. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we'll have to see. That would be ironic and delicious, but I'm not going to use that as an argument to keep the borders open because I care about the country. If you're going to have laws, enforce them. Ironic and delicious. Have I ever eaten anything that's ironic and delicious? I don't think so. I'm trying to come up with an ironic food. I can't come How up with like that. How about like the uh, the uh, chocolate-covered bacon? Is that Is ironic? That ironic? I don't think that's ironic. It's unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> what an, would an ironic food be? I don't know. Human? <laughs> wow, dude! <laughs> Chris Rock there. <laughs> I like our Chris Rock drops after he gets smacked. Wow, dude. <laughs> wow, dude. Ah, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, and I don't see the immigration story vaulting to center of attention anytime soon either. Not with inflation in Ukraine going on. I mean, you couldn't get it going in good times. So when there are other things to pay attention to, I really don't think we're going to. I was just going to say, there's even a part of me that that thinks, oh, my gosh, we got to talk about this again. And very little has changed, although the Biden administration has opened the borders to the millions uh, for whatever reason, because it makes them look mean to enforce the law. That's that. And that's one aspect of uh, progressivism that's just going to kill them uh, eventually is the idea that 
enforcing the rules that all of us live by looks mean and cruel, and we probably shouldn't be in that business. I mean, average Americans, including uh, Democrats, man, they're getting tired of that because they see it on their streets. They're getting beat up or stabbed or robbed or whatever. They they lose patience with those policies really quickly. Right. And well, and, and Democrats aren't going to talk about it because it's racist. And how many Republicans, if you have donors that are, you know, big business people, they're saying, hey, kind of keep your mouth shut on the whole illegal immigration thing, huh? I can't hire anybody from my chain of restaurants. There's nobody out there. Right. Right. Agreed. New York Post headline, real or staged? The Will Smith slap. I got a good friend who still says, nah, I don't, I didn't think it was real. I don't think it's, it was a hundred percent real. If you, if you think it was staged, you are, you're, you're incorrect. I almost said something unkind, but I'm, I'm right here. The words of Will Smith (laughs) echo in my ears about, you know, when you're at the top, that's when the devil comes for you. Yeah. Um, uh, as somebody tweeted last night when I was tweeting out the footage. Will Smith's not a good enough actor to pull that off. Because <laughs> he certainly seemed angry. He won the Oscar. How can you say he's not a good... That's forgotten in the whole story. That Will Smith won the Oscar for Best Actor last night. Will freaking Smith! My kids are on a... Um, a they've gone back to Prince of Bel-Air. Is that what it's called? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. They, for whatever reason, they're on a kick with that right now and re- like wow. really enjoying it. But you watch that now, and it's just like, how did... How, they, man, he, was a, he was a silly character back then. Mm. And now he's the Oscar winner and an assaulter of other humans. Absolutely. And he despoiled Hollywood's greatest night. We should probably play the whole unedited clip with a few little bleeps in it if you haven't heard it. Because if you were just watching the telecast in the United States, you... uh. You weren't. Why am I saying that? You weren't watching the telecast in the United States. Practically nobody watches the Oscars, and certainly right. not listeners to this show. But if you tried to watch it in the United States, it was so bleeped out you didn't catch any of the good stuff. We've got the good stuff for you. Huh? The good stuff. Violence at the Oscars. Finally, so a reason to yes. root for the Oscars. Yes. Stay tuned for that. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What happened? People went mad. You know, Spike got mad, and Sharpton got mad, and Jada went mad, and Will went mad. Everybody went mad. You know, it's quite like Jada got mad. Jada says she's not coming. Protesting. I'm like, is she on a TV show? Jada's going to boycott the Oscars. Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. (laughs) I wasn't invited. (laughs) So that's a Chris Rock joke from 2016 that some people say laid the groundwork for the feud between Will Smith and Chris Rock that played out on the stage of the Oscars last night. Oh, it angered the great Will Smith, that shot taken at his beloved bride by Chris Rock, and he hasn't forgiven in all those years that have passed. I don't know if I'd buy that, but... Through the Trump years and war in Ukraine and the rest of it, he's still (laughs) hanging on to that grudge. Anyway, so uh, Chris Rock uh, decided to make another Jada Pinkett Smith joke last night. Uh, Specifically, a riff on her being bald-headed, she has a condition that has caused her hair to fall out. 
And she's talked about it on various uh, uh, women watch it during the daytime shows and that sort of thing. She but, and her uh, husband were sitting in the front row, her husband, uh, Will Smith. Well, they're Hollywood royalty, Jack. Of course they were. Mm. And uh, Chris Rock's up there on stage making a couple of jokes and decides to slip in a she's bald-headed G.I. Jane joke. Uh, 30, Michael. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> <laughs> That was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your no! I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, a couple of weird things about it. You didn't get to hear that if you were watching the uh, telecast. They bleeped out so much. It was very difficult to know what was going on, which is why a lot of people thought it was staged. Clearly, I think the audience thought it was fake until Will Smith started yelling. Right. It just seemed like, you know, a put-on until it was clear that he was very angry. Also, I don't know if you saw the camera shots, but when when Chris Rock first made the joke, Will Smith kind of threw back his head and laughed. Like, okay, that's a good one. But then apparently, like, he was faking it and then it sunk in that that ain't fun i don't know what happened there uh, yeah i could absolutely see everybody reflexively just chuckles to all the jokes because they know they're going to be on camera he knows he has a camera in his face he's aware of it yeah um and then he heard actually heard the joke and he looked over at his wife and his wife was pissed so anyway he walked up on stage and slapped chris rock right across the face and then screeched at him from the audience uh, and then, moments later, won the Oscar for Best Actor for playing this man. Do we have the clip of the actual father of Venus and Serena Williams? Oh, they all are jumping. They get jumping. And they're probably going to go go out and smoke a, a, a little weed, you know, get some beer, and even rejoice the rest of the night. Rejoice the rest of the night? That's right. So his movie is about, you saw it and you liked it, huh, Hanta? I just uh, didn't know there was enough there to make, I mean, uh, Michael, I didn't know there was enough there. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Didn't know there was enough there to make a movie about Venus and Serena's dad. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's an amazing story. I haven't seen the movie, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, where they came from to, to be atop the world of tennis, all the crap they had to put up with, being black girls from Compton and the rest of it, holding the family together in the midst of media pressure and fame and wealth and the rest of it. Yeah, compelling stuff. And Will Smith anyway. referenced that when he won his Oscar, which was just like moments after he attacked Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah, right? Michael, just just roll roll the whole thing, 34 through 39. Richard Williams um, was a fierce defender of his family. I'm being called on in my life to love people and to protect people and to be a river to my people. And I know to do what we do, 
You got to be able to take abuse. You got to be able to have people talk crazy about you. In this business, you got to be able to have people disrespecting you. And you got to smile and you got to pretend like that's okay. But Richard Williams, and what I loved, thank you, D. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful, that's when the devil comes for you. I want to apologize to the Academy. I want to apologize to my, all my fellow nominees. Um, this is a beautiful moment. Art imitates life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said. <laughs> I look like crazy father, just like they said about Richard Williams. Um, but love will make you do crazy things. Wow, dude. <laughs> How much time I got, Michael? Got a bunch of responses to this. We got about one minute. Yeah, maybe minute, minute some, 30. Of these, some of these tweets that are interesting. Uh, only Will Smith can commit assault and win an Oscar directly after. Give that damn statue back. You're disgusting. Why wasn't Will Smith escorted out and arrested after the very public assault? Oh, we got 10 seconds left? That minute turned into 10 seconds. Okay, I didn't get to the best ones. Maybe I'll get to those at some point. And Joe Biden's gaffe over the weekend. We got all that stuff on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. My message to the people of Ukraine is a message I delivered today to Ukraine's foreign minister and defense minister, who I believe are here tonight. We stand with you, period. Don't even think about moving on one single inch of NATO territory. We have sacred obligation. So that's part of the written speech that Joe Biden delivered in Poland over the weekend that got Really good reviews from lots of different political corners as being a well-written, strong speech, you know, good foreign policy sort of president of the United States, leader of the free world sort of speech. Well, um, I'll tell you this, that whole don't even think about touching one inch of NATO territory. That was that was strong stuff. That was good. You can't back down from that, I don't think. Um, but then at the end of the speech, he said this, which most people think was an ad lib there. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principles, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power, which sounds like our goal is to get rid of Putin immediately. The State Department and the White House put out statements saying, no, 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 he was referring to he can't have the power to something or other, but he didn't mean that, you know. We heard what he yeah, said. He cannot be allowed to exercise power over his neighbors or the region. What, what, That's what, what he meant. Whatever. Uh, we all know what he said, and it's what every it's what he thinks. We know that's what he thinks. It's what I think. It's what everybody in the free world thinks is that Putin shouldn't remain in power. But the president of the United States saying it out loud is that a big deal? Well, this is Mike Morell, former uh, CIA uh, 
second in command that's always on CBS News for some reason talking about the speech. So I think um, his comment that Putin um, had to go was an unforced error. It strengthens Putin at home and no Russian citizen, none, um, wants to be told by the leader of Russia's main enemy about what their leadership can look like and not. Um, The broader framing I worry about as well. Um, I think we should frame this narrowly. Russia out of Ukraine and impose so much pain on this man that he never thinks about doing this again. I think framing it as democracy versus autocracy drives the Chinese closer to the Russians and makes it difficult for some of our own allies who are autocrats to stand with us. I thought that was an interesting angle, too. The whole autocracy versus democracy. And we're on the side of eh, we got a number of allies that are autocracies. Saudi Arabia, etc. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, hell, within NATO, Erdogan in Turkey sure. is unquestionably an autocrat. Yeah. So that's a little uh, it's a little weird. And uh, and yeah, the allowing Putin to run that on the evening news and say, look, like I've been telling you, I heard an interview on NPR today from some woman that uh, lived in Russia up until real recently and how her mom had been has been telling her, why is Biden so set on destroying us? What is wrong with your president? That's the view of, you know, the older crowd in Russia that only gets their news from their state television, state news sources. So Putin being able to run on TV, a clip of the president of the United States saying this, really solidifies that view that they're out to destroy us. The United States wants to destroy us. Well, and any human being can relate to the fact that maybe you and your brother are at, at odds. You're fighting. You're, 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 you hate each other. But then somebody comes after one of you from the outside, you're brothers again. And, and to grant Putin that sort of primal uh, ability to re-rally his people around him just when he's screwed up so badly, you'd think, finally, maybe they rise up. Oh, that was a misstep. David Petraeus, the general who ran the whole war in Iraq, um... And Afghanistan, I guess, or both, or neither, but both, one of them. Uh, he uh, he was on uh, one of the shows yesterday and said this. Message discipline has its virtues. Uh, that was reportedly very clearly an unscripted moment in addition uh, in the emotion of that very emotional moment. Uh, and, you know, it will cause some challenges down the road. But in the mind of Putin, it will play on his mind, and it could complicate matters going down the road. Hmm. Trace didn't seem to think that was a good thing. Is there anybody that thought was a good thing? I haven't run into them. I think, I I don't think it's going to have that much effect uh, with everything that's going on. Putin being hell-bent on killing as many Ukrainians as he can. Yeah, just that it undermines one of the hopes of the free world or Europe, which includes the unfree, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, it undermines one of our great hopes, and that is that the Russian people will tire of his feeding their sons uh, to the meat grinder for unnecessary work. Right. A long shot anyway, though. So to me, True. to me, mm-hmm. the biggest problem with it is it just shows that we've got a really old guy as president who is not in complete control of what he says and what he doesn't say. That's the biggest sure. problem to me. I said, hey, he, Esther. When he was at his sharpest, Esther, he was a gaff machine. He's made the, the joke himself. Uh, he just he speaks unwisely, and now that he's uh, a gaff machine and senile, it's dangerous. And I brought this up earlier. I am 100% serious about this. I have no idea what mechanism, what it would look like, but somehow... 
Congress and, and, and the Senate need to come together and somehow convince Kamala Harris to resign. Come on Appoint, now. Give her a billion dollars. Appoint her Secretary of the Interior End of Commerce. Something. But Joe Biden will not finish his term. He does not have the mental acuity to do it. I'm, I'm 100%. Well, I can't be 100%. I'm 98% certain of this. Kamala Harris would be a disaster as the president of the United States, an utter disaster. I, I would say to Democrats, you can have anybody you want, you can, well, almost. You can have Elizabeth Warren. Let's just stick with senators. I, I don't want to see like AOC or Ilhan Omar in there or something like that, but you can appoint anybody you want, and the Repub- Republicans will approve him or her. Just we have to have a backup plan for when Joe Biden can no longer execute the duties of the office of the presidency because that day is coming and it's not going to be at the end of his term i i would be so i would be as surprised by biden finishing his term more surprised than i was to see donald trump get the nomination and get elected by far it it would be in defiance of science and logic that he can finish his term and so we have to have a backup plan that's it, uh, it can't be kamala that's a heck of a thing to say It should be the highest national priority. Well, I think a lot of America agrees with you. Listen, this is how they started Meet the Press yesterday, a fairly Biden-friendly news venue. By a fairly large 71 to 28 percent margin, Americans say they do not have a lot of confidence in President Biden's ability to respond to this war. 57 percent say we are already at war with Russia or will be within a year, a very pessimistic view. What's more, 68% would prefer Mr. Biden make the economy his top priority, compared with just 29% who want him to focus on ending this war. So that first number, 7 in 10 Americans say they have just some or very little confidence in Biden's ability to respond to the war between Russia and Ukraine. And I'm wondering, have we ever had a situation where 70% of Americans did or would have had just some or very little confidence in their president being the commander-in-chief while there's a, a war situation going on, Trump would have gotten, at, at the very least, the the hardcore 40%. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking around 50, low 50s probably. Obama would have gotten higher. Bush, any president you can think of. Biden, 70%. Some or very little. Right. That's amazing. Right. And that's got to be to do with his age. I got to believe if it was 55-year-old Joe Biden, the numbers wouldn't be that. So I've got a, a quick question. I unleash a five-minute long screed about Kamala. I don't hear any clips of her. None. Michael, do I have to slip you five? I'm willing to do it. It I'll is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. She's going to lead the free world. So for the people that do have confidence in Biden running this war or dealing with this war, 16% quite a bit, 12% great deal. Adds up to 28%. 71% just some or very little. When have we had a commander-in-chief who that few people believed was up to the job? Yeah, it's scary. It is. There's a freaking war going on. You're right, Ben Sass. Good call. Uh, I've, I've said this before, and I will stick with it. If we emerge from this period of pathetic leadership unscathed by something horrible, I will be so 
relieved. Yeah, Trump was peripatetic. He was he was nutty in a lot of ways. Um, peripatetic. That's that condition that Jaden Pickett Smith has. It makes her hair fall out. <laughs> no, no, but it but it's similar. Uh, and and uh, you know, granted, a bit of a bull in a china shop. Even his supporters would concede that. But you had Pence. You had a national security team that was very strong. Um, he went through them pretty quickly, but. Uh, Pence is a steady rolling guy, serious guy, uh, very calm, obviously. Um, but Joe Biden and Kamala, good gracious. I just pray for the days to tick by without some sort of horrible disaster. Yep, that is something. Who knows where this is going to end? So, you know what I'd get, you know what I'd grant you? Here's my deal. I represent conservative America. They have the community gathered. They spoke to me. They have appointed me to negotiate. Joe Biden, you can have anybody who was on that stage running for president of like the final eight of them. You pick any of them other than Kamala. That Marianne Williamson gal, <laughs> that'd be a stretch. But she would slam it. You have to admit that. We'd slam it like nobody's business. But you want Amy Klobuchar? You want Mayor Pete? You want any of those people as your feet? Approved. A hundred and nothing. You can have. So what is the New York Times calling the Will Smith, Chris Rock dust-up? Oh, the uh, New York Post. New York Post. Their their headline was uh, Best Smackter. (laughs) Hey, now! That's pretty funny. Some of the Twitter responses to the whole thing I found pretty darn interesting on a variety of topics. See if you agree or disagree, or if you think it's a big nothing. Might be a big nothing. Well, I'm amused by it. It's okay to be amused. Chris These Rock, are serious times. Chris Rock going to form a like an entire bit around it. He'll use it in stand up at some point for the rest of his career. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, more on that on the way. Say here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Wow! Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. He took my name out your mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I'm going to, okay? Yeah, Will Smith shouldn't have hit him, but Chris Rock with it. It was just a G.I. Jane joke. No, it was a joke about my wife's medical condition. You a-hole. Right. I mean, so, yeah, come on. Yeah, oh. there's some bad blood there. Keep my wife's name out your effing mouth uh, means ever because you've done it several times. Yeah, and uh, somebody pointed out to me they think it goes back psychologically to when his wife was running around on him and he's still got a sore spot for any other dude's being near his wife verbally or physically and now all the what he was seeing on stage with the joke was whoever that dude was that she was with when they had their thing that was in the tabloids a couple of years ago i don't know i have no idea um some tweets about this uh, only will smith commit can commit assault and win an oscar directly after it is pretty amazing that he did that in like next like within moments he won the Oscar for Best Actor, which is quite a thing. 
Well, that was one of the reasons he was so broken up in his speech. His whole new thing is, I'm love, I'm peace, I'm the rest of it. And moments before the greatest moment of his life, he assaults another dude. Whoops. <laughs> Why wasn't Will Smith escorted out and arrested after that very public assault? Hollywood hypocrites who applauded him are also a disgrace. He only reinforced negative stereotypes. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I heard somebody make a similar comment. Uh, definitely awkward as a parent. I have an eight-year-old, and I would tell them that solving problems with violence is never the answer. I also tell them that making fun of a person's appearance is also not okay. I don't know. Your kids shouldn't be watching the Oscars. Not because it's uh, violent or sexy, but because it's boring. Because it's child abuse to make them. Great job, Will Smith. Violence is always the answer. I like this one. Love makes you do crazy things, Will Smith said during his speech. Is the line of every domestic abuser ever, Will Smith. Mm. And your messy, chaotic nightmare of an accepted speech was an embarrassment. Love makes you do crazy things. Eh, I could see how that's uh, a common thing among the violent. That is a troubling but uh, great perspective. Thank you for it. Underneath the thin veneer of politeness, we still have a society in which both men and women will applaud a man who uses violence to defend his wife's honor and reputation. I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying that's how it really is. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't. And, and there's the whole do, uh, uh, approving is one thing, understanding is another. It kind of gets to we haven't played any of Bill Maher's rant from Friday night on his show about real men and how women. Everybody likes real men. The world needs real men. And Zelensky's a real man, and that's why women are so attracted to him. He's, you know, he's not touchy-feely and worried about his toxic masculinity. And that might be a little of that here. Women, I, I don't know how women reacted to that, but I got to believe a certain number of women liked the idea that a guy would punch another guy who made fun of them. That their guy yeah, would punch I, another I, guy who made fun of them. I could see losing my head and throwing a punch before I knew it was, I was what I was doing. Again, that's not approving of it. It's not defending of it. But it just is what it is. Somebody tweeted this. I saw that the director of 40-Year-Old Virgin tonight said Will Smith could have killed Chris Rock. So I'm going to bed. LMAO. <laughs> wow. If Will Smith had balled up his fist and punched him, he could have killed him. But you he know, didn't. the reason uh, the, uh, people with how could the cops not blah, 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 because the people involved said, nope, we're good. Which is the way society ought to function. Chris Rock, he took the slap. He's okay. You realize he pissed off a man making a joke about his wife? Eh, that's happened to me before. Guy once slugged me for something I had said. It was a misunderstanding, but I understood why he was where he was coming from. And we, we both uh, said, all right, understand. We good? Yeah, we're good. Chris Rock's the comedian, but Jade has been making a joke of Will for years. Oof. Oh, wow, I would not get close to Will Smith I like, if I were you. I like this tweet. The only person whose opinion I will listen to on the Will Smith-Chris Rock situation is Sean Hannity. <laughs> what the? What? <laughs> I suppose Hannity will be wearing, weighing in on that today and tonight. Uh, it's going to be awkward when Will Smith-Chris Rock have to jointly accept the MTV Movie Award for Best Fight Scene. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Wow. I don't you know. You uh, know, this has all been a distraction. I actually tried to watch uh, the beginning of the Oscars last night. No, you didn't. And I was so put off by the, the smug 
condescending hate of anybody who doesn't see the world according to the one and only holy Hollywood view of the world. It just, it was so freaking off-putting. A couple of different chants and jokes about the don't say gay bill in Florida, because Florida tried to outlaw saying the word gay. You people are so incredibly misinformed. But so, you know, it's, it's the classic often wrong, never in doubt. And just so freaking smug. Even their, like, self-effacement is smug. It was so off-putting, I just turned it off. Yeah. And then the movie that won Best Picture, which I don't think we've said the name of it today yet, have we? And back at... Coda. Back mm-hmm. not that many years ago, we would have had that in our opening segment, who won Best Picture, because it was just seen as such a big deal. I I had to look up what Coda was. I didn't remember that I'd ever heard of it. I had to look up what the movie was about. Um, whatever. It's just it's just not the cultural touchstone that it used to be. The Oscars, not even close. Uh, also, pretty interesting that a uh, Apple Apple TV Apple TV Apple. movie won yeah. the Best Picture, mm-hmm. as opposed to one of the giant production houses. Well, and Netflix had something like forty-seven nominations and won one of them. Uh, one trade paper said it was a humiliating night for Netflix. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Netflix is feeling humiliated. Well, Jack, what you're forgetting is that in Hollywood, Oscar is king. Oh, boy. If that's still true for you, enjoy your life. Stay away from me. <laughs> or else slap that. I'll slap you. <laughs> that's the way you handle everything now. I think it's been uh, the statement has been made. Everything is handled now with a good slapping. Try it on your boss today. Return to a simpler time. I like it. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.